0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney is pulling its movies from Netflix to start its own streaming service. And in response, Netflix is pulling Shonda Rhimes away from ABC. We'll tell you more about that. Disney also released their second quarter earnings last week. And believe it or not, next Friday starts Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. We're going to talk about what it is we're looking forward to for the Halloween season at Walt Disney World. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. (music) This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 951 for the week of August 15th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. Rhino O'Claven. Hello. Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. Ms. Kathy Worling. Hi, everybody. Mr. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And back in the production nook, our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello, everyone. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Hope your week is off to a good start. Uh, before we go into too much else in housekeeping, I want to start off with an apology. Uh, yesterday, we published a story on the Diz that said that the menu at the California Grill for dinner was going to be changing. What was that? I have no idea. Uh, that was weird. Um, that the menu at the California Grill was going to be changing to a buffet. Uh, the reason we published that story was because on Sunday, it appeared to be that on, the, on Disney's official site, the menu for the California Grill had, in fact, changed to a buffet for dinner. However, we should have done a better job of confirming that before we published it because it turned out to be a glitch. It was an error on Disney's site, and we published it without making sure we had checked our sources and uh, while we're not journalists we really do try and adhere to as many uh journalistic standards i guess as we can and in this case we failed so i want to apologize to anyone who got as upset about that story as i did when i saw it uh no the california grill is not changing to a buffet as far as we know and uh that was an error on our part and we apologize so i just wanted to make sure we got that out there also uh obviously kevin and john are not here uh john and kevin are sick and john sounds like crap actually i talked to him the other day he was up in new jersey visiting his dad and he sounded awful even so. through text he sounded like crap <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: i don't know if it's uh, possible but he did so send good uh, good wishes for a speedy recovery for john and kevin um And uh, also want to remind everyone, because as I every time I mention it on the show, we get all these downloads. Um, Our app, the Diz Unplugged app available on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Just do a search for Diz Unplugged. Uh, All the shows, show notes, our videos, the boards, our social media feeds, everything there um, on the app. So you just find that and download it. And yeah, go do that now. Or not now. Watch the show. <laughs> After the show, go and download the app. Um, speaking of shows, I want to remind everybody about the lineup of shows we have this week. Every Monday, disunplug.com, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast with John Majai, Kevin Close, and Tracy Heinrichs. This week, they do a question and answer on Disney's Olani out in Hawaii. And I just want to say something. Um, one of the comments that came in on that video was that... Um, you people, something to the effect of you people will never have an authentic Hawaiian experience as long as you stay at Disney resorts. Um, even the Hawaiians say this is the most authentic place they've ever seen. So do your research before you make a comment like that. Like we should do before we publish stories about menus that haven't really changed. You just have to buy a fish hook. That's how you're authentic. Well, no, I mean you hear it you 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 know that that was a big consideration. They did not want to disneyfy that experience. So, Joe Rody put an enormous amount of effort and the Imagineers put an enormous amount of effort into making sure that resort was authentic to Hawaiian culture. And they have been nothing but praised by Hawaiians for the job they did on it. So, um alani is amazing i've been out there a number of times and it is just it's a singular experience um arguably the best disney hotel in the world um from a service standpoint amenities the whole thing they don't have a theme park to fall back on so if you want to learn more and uh, about alani check out this week's dreams unlimited travel podcast disunplugged.com or youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel Also, every Monday, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with host Tom Bell and his team. And this week, Michael talks with a representative from the Walt Disney Family Museum about the career of Ivan Earle, who is best known for his work, uh, his artistic work on Sleeping Beauty. So you can check that out. Um, Every Wednesday, DizUnplugged.com, the best and worst of Walt Disney World with Steve Porter and myself. And this week... Uh, we do the other side of the worst cast member experience with the best cast member experiences uh, that we received. And we've just been getting so even like now, like a couple of weeks after that show, we are still getting emails from people. The
2: response is huge. It, like we're It's flooding my email, which is great. I, I love it. that. I love
0: yeah. that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So, yeah, best and worst experiences with cast members. We'll do another round of these shows. We have plenty to work with. So you can send those in podcast at disunplugged.com with uh, any suggestions, comments, or anything like that that you want to get to us. Um, But I'm also happy to announce a new show that will go up tomorrow on disunplugged.com. This is the Disney Dining Show. Uh, We've decided to devote a show specifically to dining. And it's a new format, and uh, we're actually going to be doing them every other week. We have another show we're going to be announcing soon that will also be every other week. I'm not ready to announce it yet. But, um, so the Disney Dining Show starts tomorrow as as well. DizUnplugged.com. be sure to go check that out. And as we do with all our new shows, uh, if you're subscribed on iTunes uh, to this show, you'll be getting that show automatically with it for a little while while we let it build an audience, and then we spin it off, we send it out to college, <laughs> and it stands on its own. Um, every Thursday, the universal edition of the Dis Unplugged with Craig Williams and Rhino Clavin, what have you got coming up this Thursday, Craig?
3: We are going to talk about some of the new Halloween Horror Nights news from this week.
0: Um, is does anybody else think this is insane that it is August fifteenth and we have to talk about Halloween? Mm-hmm. It is.
4: Well, in fairness, the, the Universal Halloween isn't starting until mid-September, so it's like in the appropriate range. But I, for one. Since I was a child, have been stressed out if I don't know what I'm being for Halloween by the second week of August, because I am who I am, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my family has had to deal with that for years. So and you I'm have to get a 3D now printer. The rest of
0: you have to too. Like. <laughs> and and b- b- before we go any further, I, I know I speak. I know I speak for many in the audience who so say we're very very happy to have you back. Oh, well, your thank you. Two week vacation. Yeah. It was good. It was fun.
4: Tell I was, everybody where you were. I was in Ireland. I was in Dublin. Well, I was all over Ireland, actually. Um, I saw a lot of cool stuff. Kiss the Blarney Stone and I do not have mono yet or the herpes <laughs> simplex that I'm aware of. So we'll give it one more month and find out. And then um, we went over to London and I saw a lot, of, uh, a lot of places in London. And I did have a terrible experience with Airbnb that uh, Pete rescued me from, from the streets of London.
0: Um, i just he seemed to have to keep rescuing him off the streets small so.
4: orphan I am That's how
0: I found him you know? <laughs> yeah he was working he was working a bad corner on obt um, <laughs> it
4: just felt like home there in London then back at the corner but um no, so it was it was really it was a lot of fun and then I got to spend a couple days with uh, my best friend in in Massachusetts with my family and stuff too at the very tail end of that so I got like a little bit of everywhere and it was it was nice it was uh it was a lot a lot of all day stuff um but really really cool. Um, and honestly, if you have never been – this was my first international trip. If you have never been to any of these places, um, I – after my trip to Ireland, I am, like, seriously considering looking into doing the, the Ireland ABD that Disney does. So that might be uh, something I would recommend to people. Like, this is a really cool place. That might be a fun, fun thing to, uh, to well, check out. Well, we've heard
0: – you know, every, every person I've spoken to that's ever done the Ireland ABD – I believe John and Kevin did it as well. Um, absolutely. Loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. They said it was it, it was incredible. It's so
4: beautiful. It was just it was it was a really really cool place. All those places were. I loved London too. Very very different feel in Ireland, but still like really awesome. So um, yeah, thanks to everybody I saw along the way too for saying hey and all that stuff. And yeah, you ran into some listeners. Yeah, it was cool. Some we knew already ahead of time, and just some random shouts out which That's was kind of crazy flattering it just like it 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 really does mean the world when people stop us and say hello because right now i'm just staring at this camera and there's no person over there i mean i can see comments on the youtube but for me when there's a body that comes over and says hey you made our day or you did this or we you know whatever you're, you're never bothering
3: me you're never bothering any of us so Keep doing that. Keep Well, no, Craig, you might be
0: bothering that. Craig.
3: Yeah, Actually, hermit. this morning while I was pumping gas before I was coming over to here, I, I met a lovely lady. And um, I believe her name was Wendy. I was like in perfect. a rush because like, oh, gosh, I'm already five minutes late for work. <laughs> but no. So, yeah, everywhere. We are not safe anywhere from everyone.
0: <laughs> well, I told you I got uh, I got stopped in my local Publix guy that works in the produce department watches the show. I was just like, okay, that's too funny.
2: One of the weird ones I had was the guy right next to me at the movie theater that happened. It was the reserve seats, and he just happened to sit. He got the seat right next to me at the movie. He's like, hey, you're Steve from the Diz. I was like, "Oh wow, wow that's weird. That's funny.
0: <laughs> so, well, welcome back. Yeah, yeah, welcome thank you. Um, and, of course, every Friday the giant head of rhino Clavin, uh <laughs> DizPop. Yes. And what are you doing this week?
4: Oh, well, we're uh, continuing our uh, Nickelodeon in the 90s series that we started while I was gone. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about our favorite uh, live-action shows of the 90s, which includes, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Clarissa Explains It All. Hey, Dude. All uh, Every every show in there and all that, all that fun stuff. And uh, after that, we have one more week of that, and then we'll move on to something new, I promise. But well, the feedback's God. been nice. The feedback's been nice. So I was worried how that was going to be received, but. People seem to be pretty positive. I'm just on a nostalgia kick right
0: now. It just makes me feel young. (laughs) Oh, shut up. (laughs) Before I hit you with something. Jeez. (laughs) Children. I feel so old. Oh, shut up. Um, All right. So that's everything I have. Anything else in housekeeping?
1: Um, Just wanted to mention there's
0: a... Kathy, could the the types... The, the font on that piece of paper be any bigger? At least it's not all highlighted. Holy crap.
1: <laughs> it's just easier than putting on my glasses. Um, but anyway, um, the Delaware Magical Wishes is having their Give Kids the World event um, and they need to have everybody buy their tickets by September 4th because if you don't, the event's in danger of being canceled. So um, look up Delaware Magical Wishes on Facebook and James or Denise will set you up with some tickets
0: all right anything else in housekeeping No? Nope? all right then we're going to throw it over to rhino who's not ready
4: no i, I was i just i forgot for a second but yeah with the, the news. news the news here we go okay Disney's second quarter earnings report has earnings above expectations and revenue below. So Disney reported impressive earnings for 2017 second second quarter, but their revenue left something a little bit to be desired. Uh, Wall Street expectations were lower than Disney's reported earnings, with their adjusted earnings per share at a $1.99. Fifty-eight per share instead of the expected a dollar fifty-five per share. Um, when it came to revenue, however, the company did not reach the fourteen point four two billion dollar expectation. Instead, Aww. I know, so sad. But instead, don't worry, they managed fourteen point two four billion dollars. So they were off by. Uh, <laughs> but 0. that's a big deal billion. to Wall Street.
0: Yeah. yeah. When you miss your expectations like that, that's a big deal.
4: Well, I'm not going to laugh at $0.2 billion either because that's quite a bit of money. So, But uh, Disney's stock dropped three points directly after uh, these announcements were made and has since climbed back up to to a two-point loss. Um, Disney's Parks and Resort had an operating income of $1.17 billion while over the uh, – excuse me, well over the $1.09 billion expected – um, Disney attributes the, the success in their parks division to overseas profits, saying their domestic take-home is similar to uh, this time last year. It's over- a nice
0: way of saying that the domestic parks were flat while the growth is coming from Paris and Shanghai.
4: Yeah, they're, they're, that's exactly what they're, they're saying. That it's projected that it was the first quarter profits were uh, pre-opening costs subtracting from the total were higher attendance in Disneyland Paris to... Increased ticket costs, all that fun stuff. But uh, for domestic parks, um, increased costs to Disney were accounted by an increase in guest spending and volume of guests. Disney says their higher output was due to labor and other cost inflation, increased operations support costs, and new guest offerings in the dry dock of the Disney fantasy in the current quarter.
0: Now, I just want to point out to everybody that we're talking about Disney's second quarter here, which is actually January to March. We are currently in Disney's fourth quarter. I'm ve- very, very interested. We won't hear those numbers until later in the year. I'm very interested to see what their what their fourth quarter numbers look like, because of you know we're all commenting how slow summer is right now. We talk about all these discounts at mm-hmm. the restaurants and lack of crowds in places like Epcot and uh, uh, Magic Kingdom um, that not less than far less than what we would normally expect at this time of year. Uh, so very interested to see what that is, but part of what drove these numbers, what really dragged on their numbers, which is a kind of a good segue into our next story, um, was uh, performance in ESPN. Yeah, which is down twenty two percent. Just
4: seems like something that's always been an issue for them, and just is continuing. Yeah. Well, because the business model no longer works. Yeah,
0: the business model no longer works, and they've tried and tried and tried, and it doesn't work. And also in the media division, um, they did not post the numbers they were expecting to post, and that's what led to the lower revenue. Um, so on this call, they announce what is our second story. Go ahead with that.
4: Yes. Yeah, so uh, Disney uh, is pulling its movies from Netflix and starting its own streaming service. Um, so this was kind of a big deal because they just recently announced that they had partnered with Netflix to get the movies within nine months of being in the theater. So, um Disney announced during the earnings report, report, they have intentions of pulling all the movies from Netflix and launching their own, what I just said, uh, direct-to-consumer streaming service in 2019. Uh, According to CNBC, Disney also plans on launching their own ESPN video streaming service in early 2018. That platform will uh, feature approximately 10,000 sports events annually along with content from uh, MLB, NHL, MLS, uh, collegiate sports, and tennis's Grand Slam events. And there you have it. Yeah, uh, Disney's buying a majority ownership of BAM Tech for $1.58 billion in order to power the
0: service. Well, okay, so this is a page right out of Disney's playbook. Do you remember what they were doing before they launched Disney Cruise Line? Red Boat? The Big Red Boat. The Big Red Boat. They partnered. <clears throat> I forgot the, what the, who the cruise line was. I think they, they went out of business. Yeah. Um, but they partnered with a cruise company to do the Big Red Boat. And this is where they learned everything they needed to know about how to launch their own cruise line. Mm. And then went ahead and did it. You are not going to tell me that part of the deal with Netflix didn't require them to get analytics on how their properties were performing on a streaming service. And I will guess because it's such a quick turnaround from the announcement that they were doing yeah, mm-hmm. it to the announcement that they're pulling out, that very quickly they saw the numbers and said, oh, hell no, we're doing yeah, this ourselves. Yeah. Right, yeah. And that's what they're doing here. And it's it's really hard. It's really important to underscore the importance of this announcement. Um, this isn't just a, an announcement. This will change the media landscape moving forward. And and I'm not overselling it here. Um, All of Hollywood, all of the entertainment industry took notice of this. This was getting written up in the New York Times. This was getting written up in Variety, the Hollywood Reporter. This was a big, big, big story that with a major media conglomerate like Disney going this direction at this level, um, the chance of... Cord cutting, the promise of cord cutting coming to fruition, which it's been starting to do. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, I'm be- I'm very close myself right now to cutting cable. Um, but this 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 had this was met with this. The entertainment industry was stunned. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. Um, and so, with ESPN failing mm-hmm. the way it is. Being able to bundle it, kind of take all their stuff, put it in one place, and make it hopefully more profitable.
2: I can actually see this having the opposite effect um, and actually maybe potentially helping cable companies because if... Uh, big entertainment groups start to split from Netflix and split from Hulu and they start all creating their own little uh, services so $10 a month here $10 a month there slowly it's I mean for me and a lot of my friends millennials I think is the the thing that they liked about Netflix is like hey 10 bucks a month that's a lot cheaper than my cable bill but now if it's you gotta spend $10 for Disney $10 for Hulu $10 for this, $10 for mm-hmm. – if suddenly there's 10 different services well, that are all $10 a month, I'm, I think a lot of millennials are going to say, well, let's just hop back on the cable bill.
0: Right. Your, your point is well taken, and that's been mentioned in a lot of the articles I've been reading, that mm-hmm. this could go that direction. Um, but I think what's going to happen is something in the middle. I mean, right now, what's your cable bill?
2: I don't have cable.
4: I don't have cable. <laughs>
1: Okay. Hundred and ninety dollars hundred
0: and ninety dollars. Two fifty. Two fifty. I don't I won't tell you what mine is because mine's unusual because I have multiple <laughs> right, right. connections coming into the house. But well, we do
5: have Netflix, but that's mine, mine is it.
0: bigger than both of yours combined. Oh jeez. Um, and um but like I said well, because we have to maintain the pipe for this studio. Right. I have to have a second in a dedicated internet connection. He's what keeps in Spectrum in service. I am. I am. But um the You know, the, the concept, the idea that you'll be able to t- just pay $10 a month and get all the entertainment you want is just not going to happen. Yeah. So it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Um, and I think if somebody could turn around to you, Kathy, at $190 a month and say, you can get everything you watch now on demand. Yes, you may have to subscribe to four or five different services to do it, but who cares? Um we're going to take that $190 and cut it down to
1: $90. Oh, You're in, a in heartbeat I'd be gone. You're in. Yeah.
4: Well, it's because it's yeah. a lot of uh, like uh, stations are even – I mean, CBS, I guess, is the first one to do it because they have their all-access thing. And their big thing is that they had made that Housewives uh, – not Housewives, the good – the Good Wife had mm-hmm. spinoff was on there, and now the new big, big deal for them is the Star Trek show that's starting in September. They'll air the first episode on the network, and then you have to be subscribed to the service to get the rest hmm. of it. So they're or, kind of really trying to but this, really edge out this This thing. is
0: where um, Netflix just announced – I uh, may have this number wrong – a $6 billion commitment to developing – It's it's $17 billion. I think it's $17 billion. Yeah. That's right. It's $6 billion this year alone. $17 billion commitment to developing new original programming. That is what they're all going to be doing. Netflix started it. Now yeah. Amazon's doing it. CBS is doing it. I, Disney is going to do it. They're all going to do it. And that's what's going to determine who the winners are. And at some point, once these Indivi- you know, once these individual streaming channels get established, then you'll start seeing where the, you know, who's going to fall off, who's yeah. going to rise to the top, who's going to take over whose content, all that stuff. And
4: I, th- I honestly, I think that Netflix still has is still the winner in it because, from what I hear from major people who have worked with studios and then go to netflix or something is that the environment that's created at netflix is essentially like here's your money do whatever you want well
0: like, that's what amazon is doing too
4: yeah and and so i think they're the big main i think that if they can get their service together a little bit more then they're the direct, well, like it's a new i type think of i think
0: netflix has absolutely got the leg up right now because they really are the ones who were first with it yeah but you're talking about amazon and disney yeah they have lots and lots and lots and lots of money to throw at this, too.
4: That come from other sources, so too. So yeah. it,
0: it's going to come down to who you get. So very interesting thing leading into our third story is...
4: Well, so um, just the tail end of that last one was that um, the Netflix and Disney are still in discussions about um, keeping the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movie on Netflix because they want to brand that separately. But all those TV shows that you love are going to stay there. But Netflix has purged... A big uh, player from ABC, so poached. Uh, poached, yeah, not purged. I'm sorry. Uh, Grey's you Anatomy producer uh, Shonda Rhimes has moved from ABC to Netflix. So she, if you don't know who Shonda Rhimes is, she's a creator of um, many very successful television shows. For uh, she
0: the, has their entire Thursday night lineup right now.
4: Yeah, Shonda, uh, her, her Sh- studio, like, Shondaland, the yeah, production
0: like, company, has had to get away with murder. Scandal. How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, Scandal, with away with murder. Um, I love that show. Uh, Grey's Anatomy are all her shows. Yeah. And now I don't know, you know, I wonder, like, obviously these deals, this was all in the works before time. They, you know, they didn't just decide yesterday. that we're yeah, gonna, right. Hey, Sean, do you want to come over here and play? Um, but I wonder how much this played into Disney's announcement. Um, this is a huge loss for well, Disney. Now, they're not losing Grey's Anatomy. They're not losing the other shows. They all remain on ABC. She just won't be developing anything new. She's getting her development deal now at Netflix,
4: and she does. in as I read this, she does say a, a little bit um, why, which I'll go in here. But um, so um, the so uh, Shonda Rhimes' company Shondaland uh, is the company behind uh, Grey's Anatomy, uh, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, uh, you know, many others. But um, so those current shows are going to continue to appear on ABC, as well as some that are in development, like the spinoff to Grey's Anatomy. Um, And the uh, Netflix has the back library to Grey's Anatomy and Scandal already. Um, But, uh, sorry, I wrote something twice, so I confused myself. Um,
0: That happens a lot.
4: Sorry. So she says, um, I'm proud to uh, to have given a home to what... Have, no, wait. That's no, what that was an ABC executive. Jeez. Okay, let me skip to her quote then. As for the decision to move Shondaland to a new home, Rhymes released a statement saying, uh, and I quote, Shondaland's move to Netflix is the result of a shared plan that uh, Ted Sarandos, who's the uh, Netflix's chief content officer, that uh, Ted Sarandos and I built based on my vision for myself as a storyteller and the evolution of my company. Ted provides a clear, fearless space for creators at Netflix. He, underst- um, he understood what I was looking for, the opportunity to build a vibrant new storytelling home for writers, and with the unique creative freedom and instantaneous global reach provided by Netflix's singular sense of innovation, the future of Shondaland at Netflix has limitless possibilities. That so I think
0: has, that's a big deal. That, that has that has a little backhand to it.
4: Yeah, freedom. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. And that's what Netflix is all about. And if you watch shows like how to get away with murder or scandal or something they're a little racy for tv you know and and it's great it's exciting it's fun and i love those shows but i can definitely get that feeling like if i love this show here i can't wait to see what she's going to do and essentially you can just the rating system isn't the same on there it can be rated r it can be yeah it can be whatever there is no like there's no wall i guess i don't know
0: it's it's going to change I mean, these are all these are just game changers. These are yeah. game changers. And you're right. that Netflix is providing, so is Amazon, uh, this amazing creative freedom. Um, and Disney's not known for that. Disney's not known for giving mm-hmm. writers uh, and producers lots and lots of creative freedom. There, there's a formula to be followed. Mm-hmm. Take a look at the Marvel films. Take a look at the Star Wars films. <clears throat> there is a formula, excuse me, that needs to be followed. And... Um, Netflix, these other studios, are just saying, come on, here. Here's a whole lot of money. Go yeah. make something.
5: I think Disney fans, though, will follow. They'll give it a try. Uh, Julie and I never used to watch, like, original Netflix shows, but now it's the first thing we go to. If,
0: yeah. you, haven't mm-hmm, the, yeah. if you haven't watched The Crown on Netflix, you're missing an important part of life. Yeah, <laughs> This was amazing. I didn't think I was going to like it. I, I, I was very upset that the second season isn't out yet. I went until <laughs> December. Um so you know, there is some really great stuff being created House of Cards of course
5: um, there's a ton I mean especially when it says recommended for you and then we forget we're in the kids like I know we don't, we don't want to watch Barbie let's go to the adult <laughs> section again and then uh, but it, it's, it's a ton of stuff and, but I think Disney fans will give it a shot it, it, they might not win like Netflix didn't win me over right away yeah. I, we had it for you know a couple months and then we cancelled it and then we bought it again and now we're just hooked but do not
0: underestimate a company, and this is why it made such a big big splash that they were going into their own streaming service. You cannot underestimate the sheer gross tonnage of intellectual property owned by Disney, yeah and starting their own streaming service. and believe me, Disney will adapt. If they know that what's making Netflix successful is giving creative freedom, Now they're going to be able to give some creative freedom. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to see. Really, really, really racy stuff showing up on a site with a Disney brand on it. Yeah, they can't do it, but shy of that, they can give a lot of creative freedom in this space, and use the intellectual property they have with Marvel, Star Wars, everything else, to develop some things that could be absolutely game changing.
4: Well, that's the thing too is that that Disney, when they do this, they have a brand that they're committed to. You know, and 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 some things don't fit in that brand. You know, when Pirates of the Caribbean came out, that was the big like PG-13 for a Disney, a movie that says Disney on it. You know, um it's it, it's like they they can be exciting, they can be whatever, but they can they have to fit this kind of mold that still is Disney but can be great, great storytelling, great whatever. Whereas Netflix, the difference here is that Netflix has a pride itself on essentially being like we can be whatever we want to be, which includes being well, what Disney
0: would do is the same thing they did with the studio, that under the actual Disney studio brand, no, it had to be a certain thing, yeah. but then they created Touchstone, they created Miramax, yeah. and, or the well, Weinstein's created. I Miramax. think they're going to come out the gate with uh, exclusively Song of the South. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that extreme, that'll yeah. be the big one. Yeah, that, That'll be the big <laughs> one. So. The Disney
4: vault, yeah.
0: So yeah, interesting week in business. No oh, no it'll be it'll be interesting. All business to see what stories it comes this week. yeah, yeah.
4: That first one was a little bit of a I don't get it. But
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not here to understand. Hashtag thank God he's pretty. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rhino. We're going to uh, move ahead with rapid fire, and we'll go ahead and start with you, Rhino.
4: So, uh, One Man's Dream will be reimagined as Walt Disney Presents. The Disney Parks blog has announced that starting this September, One Man's Dream is going to be, like I said, reimagined as Walt Disney Presents, um, which will be fairly similar to One Man's Dream uh, as it'll showcase the history and life of Walt Disney. The historic photos, sketches, and iconic storyboards are going, uh, aren't going anywhere but the big change will be the addition of a preview center for upcoming attractions. Guests will be able to see concept uh, artwork, uh, concept models for ride vehicles, and even the Toy Story Land model which is yet to be seen by anyone outside of Walt Disney Imagineering. So that's exciting. Um, Additionally, the star Wars galaxy's edge model that was displayed at the D 23 expo last month will be on display as well. uh, As well. That was uh, amazing. Yeah. That'll be cool to see. Bring it back here. I also feel bad. Like, you know, Disneyland didn't really get any of this stuff, but it's like, look, we have nice things too. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) let me Lord this over you. Like, uh, But there'll be um, some concept art for Mickey and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway as well. Um, You can still meet Star-Lord and Baby Groot there, but there is no word on uh, where Moana's going to go, or if she'll stay there or not. And the film at the end will still stay the same, and they'll still do the sneak peeks of the movies coming up and stuff. So so it doesn't really sound like too much of a major change, other than they're just adding in previewing attractions, which I feel like, not that they did that, but i'm not surprised that that's happening there you know it's it seems like that's just a natural thing
0: yeah so i I think i think that's all right
4: yeah i'll be okay with it as long as they don't get rid of the film
0: that they just brought
3: back for like a week and now if it already goes away i'll be kind of sad yeah but if you do walk through there i mean from what it originally was they've basically because of the meet and greet and now getting ready for the preview center they've taken away about a third of that entire space just for these things um and while the models will be a nice addition in back, it's really that meet and greet area that needs to go. They've they've got to find a more permanent location well, in a that different place. Yeah, it's like kind of
4: weird that he's in there anyway. It's like it's not a place that in the park where I'd be like, well, where's the obvious place that we go to meet Star Lord? No. And Walt, right. and, you know, one <laughs> in a tribute to Walt like, Disney. Right? Okay, cool. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: All right, thank you, Rhino. Steven? Okay,
4: so
2: the annual pass holder specialty gift was announced for Epcot's <laughs> International Food and Wine Festival. Ooh. It's a dud. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's a dud. Last year they had etched, uh, like, tumbler glasses that yeah. had food and wine. This year it's a commemorative button. Boo. No. Yeah. Yep.
4: Those yep. glasses were so nice. Eli and I yep. have a matching pair. I drink out of those glasses on a daily basis. Next man.
5: year you get a Mickey sticker. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Around so a that's Mickey like the sticker. direction we're headed. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'll have Remy from uh, Ratatouille, and there's, like, three different types of buttons. But, yeah, I'm kind of pissed about this. It's I like wouldn't a five even second...
1: walk in there to get my button. That's yeah. Like...
2: It's like something well, they should just it's... have in a basket it's... at the greeter for, like, first yeah. first-day kind of... people or something. Yeah. It's like a slap in the face. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I it... think because for the 45th and maybe they're thinking, oh, we gave annual pass holders so much this year with the discounts
3: and the extra month and this and that. So we're just going to give them a button this year. But, just... but
5: Are you going to go get a button?
2: No, I'm not you, gonna get a no.
3: Well, here's the thing, though they they did specialty buttons like every weekend for the California Food and Wine Festival, and annual pass holders really enjoyed collecting them uh, and getting them. So. I don't know if that's a difference from the two coasts. I California's they, okay with it and we're not. But. but their annual pass holders
4: get a lot more stuff yeah, more frequently. Because at the Halloween party, they give us that bag that year or yeah. last year. Like, they are, like they're always getting buttons and stuff like that, which is nice. If it was like a consistent thing, this is just yeah. kind of like, well, oh, we got you that really fancy glass last year. You can put your button in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah so I feel like they just set maybe
2: they set the expectations too high previous years but I don't know. It's just a letdown. It is. We're going to
4: make our own buttons here at the Dis. Somebody's got Soon. a phone machine. Yeah, we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh lord. All right, thank you Steve. Kathy. Okay,
1: in sad news, Walt Disney World has announced the ending of the Express Transportation. Service. Any
0: idea why?
1: No. No, we were just we were in Epcot yesterday and we're there like we need to do that again. That was so much fun to be able to do that. And if you had a group of people, I don't know. They, I read somewhere that they said that um, guests had found other means of transportation. Um, like the minivans? But Perhaps. still, that didn't take you backstage. That didn't get you past security. I thought this was, you know, and I almost, you know, looking back on it, I almost want to say that it's like they set themselves up for failure. Because if they had really wanted this to work, they could have used smaller vehicles, you know, like vans or something yeah. to transport you backstage instead of having these big buses. But, um, the 16th is the last day you can purchase the tickets. And if you pu- purchased a multi-day ticket, the last day is, um, August 23rd. So.
0: One of the few add-ons upcharges that they've added that actually gave value Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like this, but also I still think a lot of people didn't know it was there. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was the problem. It wasn't communicated well.
1: Yeah. They they didn't they didn't promote it. And I, I also think I mean I know it was a limited time thing, but it went on way longer than what you would expect a limited time offer to be. They didn't find a way to make money, but I don't think they tried real hard either
5: it was kind of tucked away like the yeah. backstage areas and the signage was it was always tucked away like you go to the bathroom like oh what
1: is that yeah and i says you know once people heard about it they went oh hey that's a great idea but how often did you hear about it
0: right exactly well i'm disappointed to hear that they should have gave away buttons yeah, yeah. they exactly. given away the buttons mm-hmm. i think that would have been perfect all right thank you kathy You're Corey. You're all
5: right i know this is coming up soon but um i think it's i think it's pretty cool um August twenty fourth, you can enjoy a rooftop wine dinner at Paddlefish at Disney Springs. Now, um,
0: that's a beautiful it, space. It, it really
5: is. Uh, they'll be hosting a four course tasting event that will be uh, that will highlight old world wines paired with new world cuisine. To include grilled shrimp, tuna crudo, and surf and turf. The event will take place Thursday, August twenty fourth, from six thirty to nine thirty on the third deck rooftop of Paddlefish, which is a beautiful. Um, a beautiful venue they in addition to the four courses there is a reception um, which also offers food and a pairing now this is a hundred dollars per person um, tickets can be purchased the like paddlefish wait hold on paddlefish that way you can see what every course has to offer along with the wines but look i think Julie and I—I I know she mentioned uh, last week that we we went to STK. I tried to do two dinners that night. I thought like STK would be like appetizer dinner, and we can finish off at Paddlefish. But she didn't go for it. But we did end up—we <laughs> did end up at Paddlefish. Let's be honest,
0: you wanted to do full meals at both.
5: <laughs> I, I, really, I really did. Um, and also, I couldn't get a reservation at Paddlefish. It was last minute. But we did—we did go up to the top deck and, and kind of hang out at the uh, at the bars just. It's a it's a great place, but with the rain now, you kind of you're going to commit to 100 bucks, and you never know. Yeah. Just
3: fingers crossed. Well, did I read somewhere too that this event is to showcase the new executive chef that they just got at Paddlefish as uh, well too? They
0: just got a new executive chef.
3: I think I read that somewhere that the Damn. that a chef from um,
0: thing just opened in March.
3: Yeah, I, I may or may not be right about that. I want to say it, it just. Someone mentioned it. It was just kind of went under the radar Hmm.
0: on that. I hadn't heard that. But that's not surprising either. So like I said, you just roll me out for parties. I'm I'm the pretty face of the operation. Um, So all right. That sounds cool. Thank you, Corey. Gregor.
3: Hello. Um, Well, I have exciting news for all you know. It was a very sad weekend. Um, Losing... Uh, A great movie ride and universe of energy. So, uh, before I get into mine, I just want to say a big thank you to all the cast members at both attractions. Uh, They really, really worked hard this past uh, weekend and couple days moving up to it to try to make uh, the attractions going away as special as possible. Uh, So. We we appreciate all the hard okay, work. Okay,
0: I got to ask the question: If these attractions were so beloved, how come no one went on them?
3: <laughs> no, okay. With Great Movie Ride, I will shoot people down all day on that. That ride always had a twenty to thirty minute mm-hmm. wait, but for the capacity that that ride holds, you know that's that's a lot of people going through. So having a twenty minute
0: wait, and it only started still getting that, he start, only started getting a twenty to thirty minute wait when they went to Fast Pass Plus. Before that, it was a walk-on. It was always a walk-on.
3: Not when I went then, because usually, you know, 10, 15 minutes, you were always waiting in the theater, but um, it it did get... I think people underestimated it. The same thing happened over at Universal. People always said, well, Dragon Challenge isn't popular because it's it's always a five-minute wait. Well, no, that's because there's two roller coasters moving at once that both eat up a lot of people. So... Uh, some of these high-capacity rides, they they might seem like they're not popular, but it's just because they put a lot See, of
0: people on And it. And from my standpoint, these were two rides that were in absolute desperate need of major change. Oh, yeah. I would have been fine with them leaving Great Movie Ride and just adding some new movies, adding some new elements, doing Yeah, I think we've, we've been saying new. that for a yeah. long yeah, time. Making it more um, that it just, it was so dated, it just didn't it was dated.
5: Yep. Yeah, there's the, there's the history of it. Um, I asked this question on Facebook. I want to ask you guys um, if you could take away one prop from the great movie "Rad" that you can bring home. Because the response the is, oh, that, I was supposed to go first. I asked
1: the
0: question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you worked for me.
5: <laughs> damn it. Well, because we don't have a lot of Halloween decorations, but the shoes. The shoes. Yeah. Well, that's because you want to walk around them. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs>
4: know. Yeah,
3: um sorry I forgot where I was going with all that uh, but no I, I I loved great movie ride to kind of counterpoint the updated thing I do think it needed updating in terms of the, the quality of the animatronics but uh, I was talking to Rhino and Steve about this uh, I, I've always my parents showed me a lot of movies as I was growing up but if it wasn't for the great movie ride I would have never seeked out singing in the rain Casablanca. Uh, some of the the smaller things, uh, finding out who James Cagney was, and watching The Public Enemy and Yankee Doodle Dandy, and I, I just I would have never really taken the time to seek it out. And I know I know that you know a lot of people just don't care to. But as a person who really loves movies, this is like. It, this one is a big, but terrible again, loss for, for
0: me. you know for a premier attraction in a Disney theme park. It has to appeal to the largest number of people possible. So going the route of old films, I mean, I get where they were yeah. going with it, and in the beginning, it was charming. It I loved it. There was a time that I loved the Great Movie Ride. Right? It was just the fact that it never changed; that it was just the same thing, and it was day. It just got old, and it needed to be. Reimagined. Now, I mean, this what they're doing with it is more than reimagining it; they're completely gutting it and doing something entirely different. Um but Like I said, I would have been fine if they had just, you know, there are other old films, yeah, that are classics.
4: Yeah, I, I agree. That I would
0: have loved, walk, you know, driving through uh, Mildred Pierce or a Sunset Boulevard.
4: <laughs> I- I do, I do agree with that. Like, I, I do. Make think the
0: game will be right. The
4: choice of the <laughs> it's just a rainbow, you go through it the whole time. I mean, you do go over the rainbow at one point, but I, I just, I do think that it was a fifty-fifty choice of the movies. I, I, I always thought it was a weird choice. I do agree that I, I, I wish it was still staying something that celebrated the history of movies mm-hmm. and movie making. Um, yeah. yeah, But you know, that's. I do think it needed an update, but the other one. It, it, it clearly needed it was beyond yeah. its time. Long no, long. Energy. Well it was
0: it was it was propaganda. It was a propaganda attraction for Exxon. That's what it it was oh. propaganda. Um and I it was all and it was bad propaganda. Forty-five minutes, forty-three or whatever it was. Go on. Um
2: Going on both this past weekend, getting off Great Movie Ride, I was sad, and uh, this is going to be, you know, getting off Universe of Energy. I was
3: like, ah, eh, good riddance. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, eh, I'm not too, it's, too it's sad about it. It's time. It was yeah. time for. It, it was time, but I do. I have. I, I love something about Universe of Energy. I, I don't know what it is. If it's the technology, it's hysterical,
0: the things he gets misty over. <laughs> yeah.
3: I've I've been defending this ride since I came on the dis. I I think it is just it's one of those things that just it, there's something special about no, I'm not it. Saying I know that you had
0: I'm not saying you've had a change of heart I just yeah. think it's hysterical the stuff you get all magical about. I know
3: it's <laughs> I'm very weird hey kathy has got figment I've got dinosaurs and movies mm-hmm. and it's all uh it's all it's all good but yeah speaking of irrelevant attractions mission space is now reopened uh, <laughs> with the uh, new brand Uh, the brand-new Green Earth mission, which uh, I was there on the day that it soft-opened. I believe that was Friday uh, the 11th. And so I did that, and then I also was able to do the updated Orange, which, same exact idea, just, you know, they made it more HD. Uh, It's a lot clearer, uh, just an overall better experience, um, if you really want to say it that way. Mission space is still just kind of eh. Uh, it's that,
1: to me, is like a one and done. I went and did the new green one, and it's like, okay, there it is. Does it
0: move? I mean, is there any motion at all? Yeah, it still
1: moves. It's not as intense as it was. I went because I heard that when you come in for a landing, you're landing at Kennedy Space Center. They don't really tell you that, hmm. but it's like, okay, now I've done it. I can come back in yeah. five years and I mean, ride it again.
3: It, it was pretty. A lot of people yeah. have described it, and I agree with it that it's like Soren, but up in space, yeah. flying mm-hmm. over the Earth. And so there's gentle motions, a little bit of rocking back and forth. So we have our video of it if you want to watch it. I did before you experience it. Yeah, and so it's um, it, you know, I, I think it's actually enjoyable like that. But unlike Soren, where you're enveloped in this giant IMAX screen and. You, you feel like you're in something bigger. This still feels like you're in a box that you're being shaken around, and so, um, oh, yeah. It's, it's, well, you, you feel like, like a kitten. in Speaking a box. of
0: giant IMAX screens, I finally got a chance to do uh, Flights of Wonder. Um, Flights,
1: oh, okay. Flights, you did you Flights say? of Passage. Yeah.
0: Flights yeah. of Wonder. Like saying bird saying bird that. Show. Mission <laughs> <of laughs> Passage <laughs> at at Pandora. Um, I, I yeah. Oh my God, it's crazy. I right? yeah. did it twice. Yeah. Did it twice on Saturday, and I got to tell you. I don't think there's a better attraction out there from my standpoint. I think I'm the only one who doesn't like it.
4: <laughs> How could you not like it? I don't know if it's just like weird. Because like, that giant head. It, Is it the motion? Is it more the motion? It, well, or I could also see everybody out of the corner of my eye where I was seated. So like I was like, okay, well we're all riding this stupid thing. Like I can all see that. I I didn't. I felt like the queue is amazingly themed. Like going up to it's really good, and then the actual attraction for me was like, uh, like I don't hate it. I'm not going to condemn it. I'm not going to say it's like. Bad no, right I thought it like was absolutely
0: it. amazing. I, yeah, I just
4: I, love it. I hashtag amazing. It experience. also looks fake. I so I'm I, I my brain can't. I I think it's the motion is part of it, and my brain can't. Separate yeah, because I, I was so with so you on it.
5: California Screaming, and, and oh god, Corey, don't <laughs>
0: Just,
3: get just the look of its face.
0: No, nah, I thought it was. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was wonderful.
3: But uh, just wrapping that up, I I think definitely if you've never done Mission Space before, uh, give the green uh, side, Mm -hmm. the green team, a chance. Now Um, it's definitely something to do. I think I actually prefer the Mm. green side now to the orange. Uh, Before, when I had the choice of doing Mars with motion or no motion, I always chose the more intense. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But now I think the green's just an overall better experience the entire way through so um i i, I think it's it, it's good but uh it's still not the answer for I mission space I did
1: find it a little strange that they gave you like a warning card as you were coming into the attraction yeah
3: the ticket and, or yeah whatever. and I
1: it's like hey this can cause this and this can do that and
3: i don't think legal's ever going to let them go back to not handing that out after I know, all but the it, issues it's sort of
1: like you know i don't know yeah well I get they're trying to cover their butts, but it just doesn't seem very magical or, like, in keeping. Like, if you were really going to be an astronaut, they wouldn't be handing you things going, do you really, really want to do this? You know, you can leave right here. There's no shame. Go ahead. Leave. I don't know. They need to change that.
3: No. All
0: All right. That's it. Thank you, Craig. Before we wrap up the show, as I mentioned earlier, as hard as it is to believe, we are staring down the barrel at the next round of mickey's not so scary halloween parties which is uh the first one coming up august 25th which is next friday and uh they are running these i mean there's um, i can't count the number of times they're running this um select days august 25th through november 1st
5: (laughs) yeah Yeah. basically (laughs) there you go
0: (laughs) basically um Prices are ranging from uh, seventy advance purchase seventy four dollars uh, up to one hundred and fifteen dollars if you go on uh, Halloween, um, and slightly better for annual pass holders and DVC members between sixty nine and eighty nine. Uh, but those are for dates that they're expecting the part uh, the the park not to be as busy. Um, but nonetheless, it heralds the arrival of my favorite season at Walt Disney World uh, the fall um, not just because it brings food and wine festival with it but this party in particular is I, I think I enjoy it more than any other party mm-hmm. that Disney does I think I enjoy it more than the Christmas party I think I enjoy it more than um, than uh, well, well not more than my 20th anniversary party I'll say <laughs> that but, um, I I, I I think I enjoy it more and look forward to it more than I do uh, food and wine or flower and garden or whatever else they, they it's do. It's just
1: a fun time of year because we have several things that we can look forward to.
0: Well, it's always been my favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. I, I, have, I just have a, a personal, from childhood, I just have a personal affinity for uh, the early part of fall. That's September, October... Time frame when the weather starts getting really nice here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Finally, um, fi- yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, we'll get into something else. <laughs> but I, I want to talk about um, what it is you're looking forward to. Like, w- what are your thoughts going into doing the party? Like, uh, is there something like? you're hoping is better or different or...
4: I always, I, the last couple of years, I still love the the addition of the Hocus Pocus characters. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's my, like, number one highlight go in. If that's show, huge. If the show's not different again this year, that's okay. But I do think it would be nice if, like, it, it was still hosted by the Sanderson sisters, but they changed it up just yeah. a little bit. Like, maybe different characters or just the plot's maybe slightly different. But I, I love that show so much that I'm still okay, mm-hmm. like... Maybe next year I'd be like, this is getting a little too like stop repeating it because this is the third year in a mm-hmm. row that it's been the Sanderson sisters. So, but that for me, I'm just I love those 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 girls. They've had been that have been playing them every time we've gone. I'm pretty sure it's been the same, but um, they're just fantastic and that's the thing I I mean I love that Uh, there's too much to love I can't go on I'll pick that one thing Mm -hmm. and let somebody else talk I enjoy watching
5: what everybody dresses up as like for us uh, going as a family it's a I have a love hate with it like Rhino said it's like you start thinking about what are you gonna dress up as Mm -hmm. as a family that makes sense and it's not just so sporadic but I enjoy seeing like all the other costumes that people come up with and like sometimes you don't even realize if they're um, cast members or not yeah
4: (laughs) yeah
2: I like the event in, in whole, but uh, I really like the just to be able to jump on Space Mountain for like a five minute wait. That's, well, that's a big one. That that, you know. can't do that any other time. So, you know, you get to experience everything that you get to experience, like the parade and the fireworks and everything else. But then being able to hop on lines, that and Once that you get itself, off Main Street. Yeah, that in itself is, you know, worth it for me.
1: There was a big thread on the, the Diz that a uh, client brought to my attention about um, this year they're not letting guests make fast pass reservations with their um, party ticket and a lot of people had their fast passes cancelled and I'm like wait a minute I've been going to that for how many years and did I really need a fast pass and I'm thinking no I don't think I did but I guess now with fast passes everybody's conditioned yeah. that even for a party and it's like just go it, yeah. I can't remember we've, we've gone to Halloween parties where it's been nice, where there's not a lot of people, and then I know we've been to ones where it's been sold out, and we still got on the rides. So I guess you know, just go, enjoy yourself. To me, I said that, that's like the start of fall. I mean, it's still probably just as... I know we've also gone when it's really hot out that we were sweating. Dying. But for some reason it felt like fall had arrived. But I think it's a you know a great way to spend a night in the parks and do things with your family or your friends.
0: No, I agree. It runs from seven p.m. to midnight, so uh, it's a five-hour party.
4: I I don't usually like I'm not big into parades. Every now and then there's one that speaks to me, like the sensational one at Disney War, uh, or uh, Paint the Night too. And this for me is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, parades in like all the Disney parks. Oh, it's like, great! I love uh, that. You see those characters you don't normally see, but I, you know, I wish they would almost elongate the scene with the grave diggers and the zombie dancers and stuff because that part to me is just like it's so like that. It's like what you said, Kathy. Like it's the sign of the season changing and the fall. But don't you think?
1: Because that's my one complaint is Disney for being a big entertainment company, they could add scenes or change it up a little bit Mm -hmm. for probably hardly any money. And I and keep the things that everybody loves about it. Yeah, but change it up for those who have gone well,
3: for how many years? That's what I'm very concerned with this year with um, Happy Hallowishes because now that they're running Happily Ever After every night, mm. I mean that I I love Happy Hallowishes. I think it's a great fireworks show. Uh, probably my favorite one when it, your Agreed. choice was Wishes, uh, Holiday Wishes, or that one. But I don't know, now happily ever after, the you know, the projections on the castle as well as the fireworks, the pyro that they use for it themselves are just so impressive. If they don't make tweaks and adjustments to this show, I'm I'm kind they of have concerned big shoes to that fill it's out. yeah, yeah. it it might be a letdown and people might say, Well, the regular no, I fireworks don't think so. are
0: better. I don't think so. Uh, you know, look, I, I finally got a chance to go see Happily Ever After. I know, I'm late to the party. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. It was not better than Wishes. It was not better than Wishes, but it was fantastic. And I am not bothered by the fact there wasn't a storyline. I loved that uh, uh, films, animated films that don't normally get time in Disney fireworks shows got some time. We saw Hunchback and Hercules and some stuff like that. It was really cool. Um, But I think it could actually be great contrast for those of us who really do miss just that ridiculous, here are all of our fireworks ever in the history of man shot off at once, like wishes was, like Hollow Wishes is. Um, actually, I think because it harkens back to wishes, that it might be more, uh, more appealing.
3: I, I'm. I'm not—that's just such a little minor thing. At the end of the day, it, it is still big, but, you know, audience reaction for <coughs> Happily Ever After and Once Upon a Time has just been so positive that it'll be interesting to see how what they say when one night they see one show and then the next night see the other. Um, because, you know, Hall, Hallow Wishes was such a big step up from seeing regular Wishes. So— um, but yeah, I, don't know. I, the other thing that I, I don't know if it sold out for me, but what I wanted to do this Halloween holiday season, uh, for Halloween really get over to Fort wilderness and do that, um, do that Sleepy Hollow event oh, with the yeah. screen into the movie God. and yes. seeing it. I completely forgot about it until we started talking about this. Yes. I need to see if there's still tickets. That's one
4: that's that's like my favorite thing in all of Disney
3: World ever is Halloween at Fort Wilderness. And now like adding this event just sounds like really, really yeah. cool. So and I would also, even though it's not on our coast. The fact that they're expanding Halloween to California Adventure. Yes. Yeah. If I end up in someone's duffel bag ever going out there on <laughs> Halloween time, I oh. won't be upset. All right, let's all be-
5: let's all get a cabin loop and we can trick or treat.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was. Serious. Why are you cut to me? I was I serious. Didn't say it. <laughs> Why are you on me? I was
3: waiting for the reaction. <laughs>
0: Because it <laughs> sounds, sounds like a good see idea. I, for, for, for me for the Halloween party it's it, it's the short waits for the attractions the candy um, the parade the fireworks I think this is the best night you can spend at the Magic Kingdom all year um, and I love that party and unfortunately I will well not unfortunately I will not be here to join you guys uh, next Friday I'm going to be heading out to California. Myself, I have to Disneyland for a few days. so um, I'll have to do it when I come back, but um, I'm, I'm very excited, very, very, very excited that we, uh, that, it's, that it's coming back. I just uh, 32 nights, 32 wow. nights of the party this year. And uh, do you think, do you think that people will are we going to fill 32 nights?
4: Uh, I mean, I, they don't I,
0: usually. And this year being slower, I uh, wonder.
4: I, I think the earlier ones might. I, I don't know that the word is out to like the common person who comes to Disney. Like I always try to think about how our
3: planning in our our lives. No, like,
0: but the last few years we found the first night has been very busy. Yeah, it used it was, to be it that it was year, yeah. it was quiet.
3: Yeah, the last time I remember, though, the first night being slow was when it was like the third weekend of August, and I remember it was like we were all there, a big group. It was in the mid nineties outside. It was just absolutely terrible, um, terribly hot, impossible to get in the spirit of it. But yeah, since then, I think well, it's I been think- pretty. Sl- Pretty busy. Like, the
4: two years ago, I know for sure it was the Hocus Pocus. That was, like, a big deal. And I remember that being, like, like everyone just waited at the stage. So it was really, really crowded just in that Main Street area and then empty everywhere else. Um, and then last year, yeah, I remember it being kind of busy, too. So maybe, hopefully, since everything's kind of been around for a couple of years now, we'll be back to a lower area. That's me being selfish, though. I mean, I hope the party always does well because you never want to see the party dates go down. I'm always... There are a what lot, like
5: there are a lot more Disney websites, fan sites, YouTubers, vloggers, bloggers out there now that everybody wants to be there first to see what's new to get it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not saying we fill the park, but you see a lot more of that. You see yeah. a lot
0: more tripods set up um, than we did, you know, years ago. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think everybody else here is yes. looking forward yeah. to it. So yes. that starts next Friday, August 25th, 32 nights between then and november 1st so uh be sure to purchase your tickets disneyworld.com if you want to attend the halloween party and if you're there the night of the 25th most of the team will be there as well so go check it out and that will do it for our show for this week we hope you enjoyed it we'll be back with you again next tuesday with another edition of the diz unplugged thanks for being with us everyone and remember stay out of the damn lakes have a good week